Hello and welcome to the Fandom Show Podcast. Before we get into this week's episode, we want to remind you that while this show will always be free, we also have a Patreon where you can get even more fandom. Go to patreon.com forward slash the fandom show where for a couple bucks a month, you can listen to episodes early. You can submit your own questions on upcoming topics. Check out our nerds letter and our patron exclusive, the fan club podcast, where we watch movies that one of us loves and the other has never seen. Once more, that's patreon.com forward slash the fandom show, but you are already doing the most supportive thing, which is just listening. So thank you so much, and please enjoy the episode. Hello, 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 and welcome to The Fandom Show, the podcast where we learn about fantastic fandoms by talking to our favorites about their favorites. I am Kaya Green. I'm Stephanie Mallet. And today we are talking about the unsinkable ship most famous for sinking. It's the Titanic! Yeah! Woohoo! Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this because uh, I was a, a youth when this movie came out, and I, I too, was swallowed by the phenomena. Um, drowning in it, sea. if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steph, what do you know about the Titanic. Honestly, quite a fair amount. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. <laughs> this came out when I was a teenager, uh, the perfect age to fall madly in love with Kate Winslet um, <laughs> and become too obsessed with the, this Titanic phenomenon. I feel like uh, there was a lot of stuff about uh, James Cameron's sea voyage at the time oh, and yeah. how he went down to see the ship. It was everywhere. There's no way that you could have been in, I believe, 1997, I want to say, is when this movie came out. Maybe not. Yep. 97. There's no way you could avoid the Titanic. Uh, and so we all amassed this great cultural uh, knowledge about it at that time, even if you didn't know anything about it going in. So yeah. I feel pretty, pretty decent about the Titanic, but I'm sure there's so much to learn. How, what do you know about it? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, very much the same. Um, I remember the phenomena. Um, I feel like I know a lot of people who are around your age and my age who, uh, for whom... <laughs> Are you into Leonardo DiCaprio or are you into Kate Winslet? It was a real litmus test. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. It was. They were the crushes of the era, you know. But on top of that, also very fascinated by the history of it. Um, it's got sort of overlap with a lot of Canadian history because uh, because so much of the wreckage ended up on the Canadian shores and stuff. Yep. So we've we've been to museum exhibits and stuff. I find it all super super fascinating. Um, but I don't know like a ton of very detailed stuff about it. Um, but you know who does. Who? Uh, our guest today, Blair McMillan, uh, is an actor, writer, and comedian from Toronto. She is one of the co-hosts of the podcast Girl Historians, which super dope, um, and is one third of Wench World Production. Uh, she has also been on TV more than once. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and <laughs> likes to make videos on the internet on Instagram and TikTok at Chand Blair. Welcome. I'm so excited to talk Hi. about Titanic Hi, with Blair. you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here. So stoked. Okay. I also want to add to the litmus test of uh, Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio to me as a bisexual woman. <laughs> Kate Winslet uh, versus Victor Garber. Oh, oh yeah. The real hottie of the yeah. Titanic movie. Absolutely. I, can't get, I, still, I still blush. Oh, yeah. I'm so blush. That How makes you not? That makes a lot of sense. No Billy Zane, everybody? Yeah. No Billy Zane? You know, I, I, I've watched this movie a few times this year because when you host a, a podcast uh, about the Titanic, people really want to watch the Titanic with you. Absolutely. Yes, of course. Which is so flattering. But uh, <laughs> I, So I've seen it many times, and watching Billy Zane, you're sort of like, yeah, I get it. 
Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it a little bit. You know, yeah. like, he's so evil, but also he's Billy Zane at the top of his game. Yeah, he, he's, he's zaning at a very <laughs> yeah. high level. And I feel like especially at that period, like, Billy Zane started working his way into everything being like, ooh, what a bad boy. Like, his appearance in Zoolander, why? Yes. No reason for it other than just <laughs> people want Billy Zane right now. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain, and please don't quote me on this. Uh, I Because I might absolutely be wrong. I heard it on a different podcast. I think he was supposed to be in Dirty Dancing. Really? What? I think so. Yeah, oh I think God. he was supposed to be the Patrick Swayze part originally, Whoa. and then that that got switched out. Can you imagine? No. That Weird. Would be crazy. I hope I'm not absolutely making this up. Anyway, <laughs> this, this episode isn't about dirty dancing. It's about Titanic. Yay! Um, so, what's your origin story with the Titanic? Like, how did you get so into this? Was it through the movie? Is it uh, obviously you really enjoy history as well? Yeah, it was a combo of things. I think I was real. I was a, a, a full baby when the movie came out, so it's not like I was really around for the phenomenon. But like I full was, baby, not half baby. I like, was. I was full baby. Yeah, okay, I was full yeah, baby. Great. Like, I, I probably had like neck <laughs> control. <laughs> but my head not, could hold up. Yeah, like I, I could, like you could take me on the Scooby Doo ride at Wonderland <laughs> yeah, with okay. a parent. Yeah. But like uh, I, uh, I was a history kid. I was always really interested in just old timey stuff. I was into, for some reason, the pioneers. As a child, um, they're interesting. Yeah, like I, you know, I did all the classic, like ancient Egypt. Yeah. Uh, you know, like um, the Aztecs and the Mayans oh and stuff. Like I was big into all sorts of different history, and Titanic is just one that kind of scratched a lot of itches if you were a history kid. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, obviously, a great combination with there is a movie. Of it that, yes. that you can yeah. watch that's fairly historically accurate, yeah. um, and it's a greatly made movie. And I was, it was just a combination of being like a kid generally into media and a kid generally into history. Oh yeah, that's a good of, overlap. There. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's not as many like good Egyptology. No, there's <laughs> no real movie that was made in the '90s where it's like this is a great representation of ancient Egypt. I'm sorry, what about the, the Mummy? Mummy? Yeah, <laughs> no, I know. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, too excited. Sorry, about sorry I forgot. The <laughs> Mummy, which we all agree is. Extremely historically <laughs> accurate. That's everyone. Everyone knows the mummy was made by the letter <laughs> with textbooks. Yeah, they they consulted Nefertiti herself. Yeah, on the mummy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's amazing they got her. You know. Yeah, exactly. She's so hard to get. Yeah. She's busy, busy, busy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Isn't the guy who plays the the uh, king definitely white too? Oh yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. The nineties. I've seen the mummy. If I'm gonna be honest, Don't, it's a bit. I'm it's sorry. fun. It's a I'm fun. Sure Fun. I only saw it for the first time like a year ago. It's real. So oh, okay. You're okay. Okay. Yeah. I have time to see the mummy. Yeah. yeah. Real oh. mid nineties romp. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Yeah. It just came out because of the Renaissance and everyone was obsessed oh, with Brendan yes. Fraser. So mm-hmm. that's yeah. why I it's one of it. his mm-hmm. classics. Yeah. Love that. So okay, let's talk about the history of the Titanic. To your yes. knowledge, what happened the night the Titanic sank? So, ooh, layered questions. So the <laughs> night the Titanic sank, the Titanic had been sailing along, trudging along. They've been getting ice warnings from a bunch of different ships around them, um, and they functionally <laughs> ignored them. Um, there was a mistake point, number one. <laughs> mistake number one. Well, it's it's kind of like layered, and the thing is with something when you're talking about the actual historical event of the Titanic, there's so many layers of just pop culture zeitgeist that go on top of it, of where course. it's sort of like 
you know pretty much what happened, but it's hard to discern what is the hard truth versus what is kind of a story that's just become ingrained in the way we talk about this. Yeah, yeah. Which is so much. Once you actually start like unpacking the historical event of the Titanic, you realize how much of it is just anecdotal stuff or stuff yeah. from like tabloid newspapers yeah. that has just become. Um, what we consider facts about the event itself, yeah. which is really interesting. And it's an interesting uh, way to think about history in general. Yeah. Um, so basically, the night of the actual sinking, they were getting all these ice warnings throughout the voyage, um, but they were close enough to Newfoundland that um, the radio operator was basically getting bars on his um, radio operating system. <laughs> um, and so he was sending out messages to this tower in Newfoundland mm. to try and get, like, basically, like, gossip from the ship onto shore or, yeah. like, messages, basically, from first-class passengers. Mm -hmm. um, and he had been getting all these ice warmings basically interrupting him. So he said, like, shut up, whatever. <laughs> shut up, leave me alone. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Oh, no. Yeah. Mistake so, number two. <laughs> I got gossiped to death. Yeah, basically. It was more or less he was like, and there, again, there's different accounts that say different things. But one of the accounts was saying the ship, the Californian, which was the closest ship to the Titanic at the time, was sending messages to the Titanic being like, there's ice. Um, you you guys should stop. Like, we're fully stopped because there's just ice everywhere. Yeah. Um, but they weren't signing it off as the captain. So he was getting these messages being like, can this other radio operator guy just stop messaging me about ice? Like, it's annoying. So This is the truly the equivalent of ignoring work emails to be on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. It's fine, whatever. Yeah. Ooh. And so Titanic was going. They were going pretty fast. They were heading through um, the ocean blue. <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> More or less, they hit an iceberg. We all know the, the classic story. Um, so they hit an iceberg, and a couple of factors that were really kind of prominent was that there were no stars in the sky, and the water was super, super still. So a lot of times, if you were on the lookout on a ship like the Titanic and you were looking for ice, you would look for waves crashing at the bottom yeah. of the ice. You could see the white of the You could see the white, whereas, like, if you're just seeing an ocean, it's almost like an optical illusion in terms yeah. of, like, you can't, you don't have, um, like, a scale. Yeah. If you don't have a wave to be, like, the wave's probably this big, meaning the ice is this far right. kind of thing. Right, the distance, there's nothing to compare the distance yeah, to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, fascinating, never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's not like they were just sort of like, don't, don't, we're going to slam into this iceberg. Um, <laughs> Let's just see what happens. <laughs> Yolo. So by the time they saw it, they were like, oh, crap, like, we're going to hit it. And then they steered the ship to the side. Um, and so if they had actually crashed head on into the iceberg, they probably would have been okay. Damn it. Um, but because <laughs> I three. know it was, <laughs> there's a lot of mistakes going <laughs> I mean, was building the ship a mistake? That's a, you know, yeah. a question. But I um, mean, generally large disasters don't happen because everything went right. Yes, exactly. It's <laughs> not <laughs> so, like, well, one guy really screwed up and now everyone's dead. Not usually. Maybe in my life. <laughs> when I've done something wrong. Oh, for no. Sure. Blair, what? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Okay, I'm so kidding. they tried to steer around it. So they tried to steer, 
because of that, they kind of, um, the ice rips into the side of the ship. And the way the ship was built, there were like basically walls and doors that would close, these like watertight compartments. They reference it in the movie, yeah. basically. And these compartments were designed to like, if one filled up, they would just close all the watertight doors and the ship would just sort of bob along. But because they ripped into so many of the compartments and they all filled simultaneously, uh. it was like within 15 minutes of the hit. They were like, they were done. Yeah. There so, was really no hope. It really is the fact that it scraped the entire side of the boat that really screwed them. Pretty much, yeah. Um, it was just unfortunate. Like, it really is such a freak accident. Like, so many things had to line up for it to happen. Right. So, yeah, basically because so many of the compartments filled simultaneously, there was no hope. And the ship went down in about two hours. Ugh. And... Yeah. yeah. Wild. That's more or less a, a, a quick recap a of quick the night. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the occurrence. It's interesting because if you like if you've never been on a, a had like piloted a boat of any kind, and I haven't done done no. that very much, but I've been on a couple. Um it, it's hard to imagine you couldn't turn fast enough, that, but like it's a slow process trying to turn a boat. Yeah, it's it's also like you have to understand these are huge iron boats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even now, like it, like imagine a cruise ship trying to turn that fast. Yeah, yeah. there's no way. You're it's not, it's not gonna ha- like it's not like you can like wham it into like a corner or whatever. Like yeah. you have to like shift the gears. You have to turn the like engines. You have to turn the propellers, stuff yeah. like that. So it's not like they could have just gotten out of the way. And even if they had, they were kind of just done for. They yeah. would have had to start turning like. 20 minutes beforehand to yeah. have actually gotten out of the way. Yeah. I was on a diving boat that crashed into another diving boat Ooh. once and uh, everyone was fine. It was totally okay. Um, the the captain was in the bathroom. I saw him run out of the bathroom <laughs> at the back of the boat. Um, and that's what happened on the Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, might have. We don't know. We There's don't know. no way to know for sure. He was in bed. The oh, there we go. Yeah. Oh, uh, it was nighttime. It was late. It was. It was 11 p.m. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it was so slow. It was so interesting to be on a vehicle where you're like, I can see it's taking minutes yeah. to get to this but neither <laughs> of us can turn fast enough to, yeah. to avoid it yeah. so you just sit there and you watch it happen yeah it's, it's super weird it's crazy it's almost like you know when you like fall down and you just know you're falling and yeah. you sort of are just like you have that split second of yes. just like well I'm done I'm just yeah. getting injured yeah. you know this is gonna hurt the yeah, feet exactly. are sliding around and you're like oh yeah. there's no stopping this yeah. I'm gonna hit it <laughs> yeah that's right um, what okay. are, do you have any facts about the disaster that you're like People don't know about this happening that you got to get out there that you want to share. Ooh, facts about the disaster. Um, honestly, probably my biggest one is is the conditions of the night that I talked about, which yeah. is just like the still water, the no stars in the sky. There are so many things that. Oh man, I'm trying to think of like. We can also ones. come back around yeah. if it, if yeah, it comes up because I feel yeah. like something might come up. Yeah, I'm absolutely sure it will. Okay, so how about this? Um, like, obviously. I feel like it, we need to bring up the fact that very recently some people were trying to go see the Titanic boy, and that boy. didn't turn out quite so yeah. well either. Yep. Um, and I think it's also interesting historically because I feel like the uh, phenomena that was watching that Ocean Gate thing happened kind of in a lot of ways mirrors the phenomena that happened when the Titanic crashed mm-hmm. is that everybody is sort of like obsessed with this weird disaster that that happened. But if, if you could ever go down to the Titanic, would you do it? <laughs> Uh, honestly, no. That's probably a good I instinct. Think, yeah. <laughs> I think before, so um, my podcast, we're changing the name to Girl Historians, but we called it Truth Tanic because season one was about the Titanic. Which is what I... 
Rob was on our podcast for the Scott Pilgrim episode. Yes. And he mentioned the title, and I... It's so funny. It's very funny. <laughs> I understand the change. It makes yeah, sense. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we only were going to do the one season, then we had too much fun, so we're going to keep doing it. Tragic. Um, A tragic I circumstance. I know. Horrible. <laughs> we'll we have too much fun. Yeah, and your co-host, uh, Carly Thorne, will absolutely have her on a future Yeah, she's great. Too. Can't wait. Um, and we're just, like, it's it's half, it's like 30% history and 70% us just talking about <laughs> absolutely anything. Yeah. Um, but to your point, I think before I did this, the Truth Tannic, before we did season one of my podcast, I would have said yes. Yeah. And now learning so much about it, absolutely not. I think that, like, first of all, I think I didn't realize the scope of how much the actual shipwreck had become a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. And just, like, truly a, a site that's just been grave robbed time and time again. Oh, that's terrible. It's really, really rough. Like, I didn't even realize it, and I'm someone who for sure knows more about Titanic than most of the population, but it's truly just people going down, getting artifacts. They brought up, like, a huge hunk of, like, side of the ship, put into, like, a casino or something in what? Las Vegas. No, no where it's like, why? It's weird. And I'm like, I'm very much of the belief now. I'm just like, just, just the scientists. Just yeah. the yes, scientists. Yes. Like, you know, yeah. like museum scientist people. Like, I think it's weird to, I, I understand as someone who, again, like I've always been into history. I think it's cool to go to places where history has occurred. Yes. But I do think you have to weigh that with you know, a semblance of respect. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between going and visiting somewhere like the Tower of London that is still, like, a fixture within a city Yeah. versus going somewhere that is inaccessible and the only reason you'd be going is so that you could say you could do it Yeah. and see something that costs you, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. To go see a graveyard. To go see a graveyard where a yeah. bunch of people died, you know? Like, and tragically died. Very tragically. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, I, I felt the same way when, like, um, I went to school in Kingston, Ontario, mm-hmm. where um, there's a, a, a defunct prison, the Kingston yep. Penitentiary. And when I was in university, they started giving tours. And because I was a drama student, they were like, we want to hire drama students to give tours at the Kingston Penitentiary. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, this prison's closed. Yeah. Like, why would I want to tour somewhere that people were imprisoned? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what? Yeah. It's, it's that same kind of thing to me, I think. And also just like... I think if we've learned anything from the whole Ocean Gate fiasco where, you know, the sub literally imploded, we just don't have the technology to yeah. be doing tourism visits to the Titanic. Yeah. 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 I don't think that's like, crazy to say. No, I think it's, it's just a good rule of thumb for all facets of life is fear the sea. Um, yes. It, absolutely. Oh, my fear God. The fear the sea. It, it it's does too not, deep. It will destroy you, and it's it does deep. not care. Yeah. <laughs> we started, honestly, I've... I think we are just ignoring folk tales too much in this age. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a reason why. I, I get that. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. For hundreds of years, they were writing songs and telling tales about like, don't go into the sea. Don't go into the bog. Don't go into the marsh. Yeah. And now we're just like, do you guys want to come to the sea and the bog and the marsh with me? Yeah. It's like, are we ignoring <laughs> like, 500 weekends? It's like, what is this? Yeah. Like, we I, all I, know better. Yeah. I I'm think like, we, ha- we think we have a dominance over nature that we do not have. No, we, we do don't. not have. We think we, we do because we have our smart phones in our, <laughs> in our Bluetooth. Me but and my we, iPhone are going to the bottom yeah. of the ocean this weekend. It's oh my awesome. God. Yeah, absolutely. Would you two ever visit the Titanic? Nah. No. Yes. I, Steph oh, would. It's, I think, I think, you know, we have enough footage of it and I think that there's, <laughs> there's been enough exploration of it and enough things recovered from the site in museums that I think I, 
I'm good. Mm, I don't yeah. need to physically be down there. I've we've we've gotten to see those that imagery. We've gotten to see so much of it. We went to uh, the Maritime Museum in Halifax. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! It's an incredible museum. If you can go, definitely go. It's, it's very interesting. It was it was so good. We was, were surprised by how how awesome it was. Love the Maritime. Yeah, and yeah. there's there's artifacts that they've recovered, and mm. it's half of it is oh this is so fascinating. It's so cool, but then you sit in it and you're like. These are things that belong to people who perished in a terrible way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and from that standpoint, I don't think I'd want to go see the actual thing. Like, I don't need yeah, to see yeah. where a bunch of people died. It's the balance of being so interested in history and wanting to, like, make it feel real for yourself um, and, like, really actualize that these things happen. Like, uh, not to get heavy, I've, uh, like, gone to some concentration camps and work camps and stuff as historical things. But, if yeah, as you're saying, if you're, if you're going to be there, you have to be very respectful of yeah. it. Yes. And I remember going on some of those tours and seeing people just, like, taking pictures on their iPhone of like horrifying stuff and I was like are you gonna look at these pictures <laughs> are you gonna go back through your, these pictures and yeah. be like this is the bathroom where people died it's like no you're it's not like, what what are you doing why do you need that picture you're like oh god it it's just it's, it's such bone an, chilling it's an ongoing discussion too and I think that like museums unfortunately don't as a museum girl I love a museum oh you and we me love both a museum. we love, love a, a museum. museum I could easily just go to museums every day for the rest of my life but like I Sounds think awesome. that museum like the history of museums is, you know, sorted. You know, yeah. it's, it's not it's robbery. It's robbery <laughs> in, a, are, yeah. in yeah, a lot of times. Quite a like, lot of them. <laughs> there's a huge range of like museums that make a lot of sense and like this is preserved well and like done super ethically. And then there's yeah. museums that straight up just, uh, you know, the result of robbing. Britain, and we're looking at you. British Britain? Museum. Cough British Museum. Truly, like, <laughs> Jesus. Give it back. It's true. But then it's also sort of like, uh, where do you draw the line in terms of like, uh, you know, like this stuff has now just been in museums for so long. Like, what do you even do at this point? Who do point? you give it back to? So I think all we can hope is that, like, you know, people who are studying archaeology and history are also learning a, a new set of ethics yeah. along uh, with it. Yes. That's, I think, where I'm at with all that. Yeah. So no, I wouldn't. And also, just knowing myself, I can't be, like, in a small room with, like, two or three other people without just being the worst person on earth. <laughs> like, if I'm forced to, like, that going down there, oh, my God, for, like, four hours with three people, like, even people are just like, let's go on a road trip. I'm like, I'm going to be a huge bitch. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be fun. I need my, like, unless you drop me off in, like, a hill for an hour where I can just, like, look off into the sunset. Like, I'm, that's not the environment for me. You're not making playlists for the trip down to the Titanic. I, I would, but then if you, like, try and add a song and be like, oh, so you hate my playlist? <laughs> you, you hate my sub playlist? Like, like I curated this specifically for this. Yeah, I cued Octopus's Garden to play every four songs, <laughs> and I think we should all like that. Wow, I cannot imagine just, like, just cruising past the mass grave of the Titanic. <laughs> I want to be. <laughs> you know that Ringo would love the Titanic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ringo, that guy. That guy. Um, okay, so. Peace love, peace love. <laughs> it's Ringo's thing. Um, okay, so here's, here's a question for you. Um, have you seen any of the other depictions of Titanic uh, outside of the 1997 James Cameron one, because there have been some some others. I know. You know what? I actually haven't, which is crazy. I um, there is one other movie called A Night to Remember, which I've yep. been meaning yeah. to watch, and I just um, keep not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I 
really should. But um, it is apparently, like, regarded as the most, like, historically accurate in terms of, like, everyone in it is a real character. Really? Oh, actually, I fully lied. I saw the Titanic musical. Oh, okay. Yep, that counts. That yeah, totally I, counts. I saw the Titanic yeah. musical. Um, but A Night to Remember is apparently super historically accurate. Super People really like it because of the characters and oh, stuff cool. like that. And James Cameron just took full scenes from A Night to Remember. Oh, my God, really? really? And then, yeah, like the whole third class party where uh, Jack and Rose go down and they do the... The jig. The jig, yes. I don't know what they're to call that. Jig. <laughs> no, I think you nailed it. It's yeah, the jig. Yeah, they're tap yeah. dancing yeah. slash jigging. And she does the ballet thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You think you're big, tough men? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I laugh, but it worked on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, she looks so stupid, right? <laughs> <laughs> we all agree that we're silly. Whatever. This is stupid. I, just, I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all, we all hate her. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like my Victor Garber. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to see, like, is that something that you're interested in as a Titanic fan is going and seeing all these different versions and adaptations of it? I mean, some of them are really interesting. I wasn't really aware of many except for the Titanic musical and um, James Cameron's Titanic. And I knew about A Night to Remember. A lot of them sound kind of insane, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone on um, our podcast YouTube channel commented that there's a, like, apparently miniseries by the guy who did Downton Abbey. What? About the Titanic. Yeah, I know. I yeah, had 2012, there's yeah. a mini series that they made. And I only learned about that truly like two days ago when I was re- responding to comments Wild. and I was like, that sounds really cool. Yeah, it does sound cool. So that's probably the only one that's like on my list. And then there's another one, I think it's called The Seven, which is about the seven Chinese survivors of the Titanic. Whoa. What? That came out in, um, I don't think it's about the boat itself. I think it's about the survivors. Yeah. But it's produced by James Cameron. It came out pretty recently. I want to say like... 2020s, like within this oh, decade. That's wild. It sounds really interesting. I want to say it's called The Seven. Definitely double check that. Um, so that sounds interesting. Um, I, I and then there's. Fact on this one. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, do you know about the like Nazi propaganda one? Yes. <laughs> that's weird, right? Yeah. Explain, oh, yeah. explain, explain. Uh, I'll I, you honestly, explain. you probably know more than me because I just kind of read it and was like, nope, not going to think about it. Yeah, very fair. I only learned about this a couple days ago from a Lindsay Ellis uh, uh, essay. Um, but uh, she was talking about, yeah, apparently it's such a compelling, the Titanic is such a compelling story worldwide that at one point the Nazis made a film about the Titanic that uh, had some like awful Jewish stereotypes no. from, uh, for some of the characters in, in order. It was a propaganda film. They used Boo. they used that like event uh, to to further that, which is really fucking weird. Those fucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> they were just kind of doing anything they wanted. Yeah, just we'll have our viewpoint on everything. <laughs> um, given that there's adaptations before, what do you think it is about the James Cameron one that really captured people? Oh, uh, for sure, it is the the best. I think that that's something I think because it's such a big deal now um, when I was researching the actual like making of the movie um, he was kind of a laughing stock the whole time people really thought it was going to flop they really Really? thought it was like his hubris like they thought he was making this like stupid like love story that they were just like dumping money into and it was going to suck and it was going to flop and people were going to hate it Um, and the thing is he just did a really, really good job at it. Yeah. Like, even if it's not your cup of tea, it's a really hard movie to watch and deny that it is so well done. Yeah. Um, I think he does a really, really fantastic job. And I'm a James Cameron defender. I'm going to come right out and say it. <laughs> I loved Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. Ah! 
He loves his, he loves his, his, his uh, you know, he loves the water. Yeah, he's, he's a wet boy. He's, he's wet. He's a wet he's boy. Wet. <laughs> but um, he, uh, I, I think he did a really, really good job because he came from, you know, he was an action film director um, who was shockingly good at capturing the human side of the story yeah. where he was very much, um, I think coming out of it, he was uh, had such a deep and true interest in science and history, um, where he was in university to study science and switched into film. Whoa. And he had said sort of like, I uh, always just missed science. I missed history. Like, I love making films, but like, it's something that is just so within me. I want to explore it. So when he was going down to the ship, he really was going... Obviously, he was a filmmaker, and obviously, he's, like, a delusional man. But he was going down, being, like, I am a historian, I'm a scientist. He wasn't, like, a, oh, I'm doing something no one else has done. I think right. He had, like, a genuine interest in the event. Yeah. He was trying to approach it from a scientific perspective. Yeah, and he had seen a lot of people, um, you know, at that point— because I never really understood this as a kid. And honestly, I didn't really fully understand it until now, where the whole thing in James Cameron's Titanic, when at the end, the, um, you know, Brock Lovett, the um, person who's exploring the Titanic in present day in 1997, is um, he was like, I never got it. The Titanic was about the people, not about me finding this necklace. And I think I always thought that was ridiculous. Like, why would anyone go down to the Titanic to try and find jewels? Yeah. But now realizing that's what people were doing. My Lord. You know? So I think he really captured that kind of human story, the fact that people died, the fact that, like, this boat wasn't a cruise. It was a mailing steamer. So they were delivering mail and also immigrants to their new lives. Right? So it's like, it is a like heavier weight just to the human side of the story. And then also he's an action film director, so the ship sinking is fucking awesome. It's yeah, it's, it's incredible sick. work. It's, it's for an sure. incredibly well done. Like even the CGI there's like a few moments that are kind of weird, but other than the guy that, hitting the guy the hitting the propeller, we all know oh, the guy hitting the I propeller. I love when the guy hits the we propeller. We all love when the <laughs> guy hits the propeller. He's the equivalent of that one ent in Lord of the Rings that has his fire on his head. <laughs> his he head That's is. the propeller guy. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's because the uh, it almost that 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 moment is only really enjoyable because it's fake. Mm. Like you you can tell it's CGI. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if that was a real person doing that like, as a stunt, you'd be like, Ooh, like I'm glad Ooh, that's not too Ooh, real. You yeah. know. Yeah, but like even the little moments like that I feel like has still aged comparatively well totally. in like almost 30 or 25 years since it came out. Yeah. But um, it, like, I, I think that he did a lot of things within the filmmaking that was just like, the ship just looks so monstrous, like you really get the scale. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's probably why. And then it was kind of like, it, it was just a series of circumstances. Like it came out when like everyone was still thinking about the Titanic. You had like cutie Leonardo DiCaprio who was like, everyone loved so there was something like there was some sort of wild stat that I read that it was sort of like um, by its like second month in theaters like 75% of teen girls had seen Titanic in theaters that makes sense which is how you know you've succeeded yeah when the teen girls are seeing your movie yes they are number one fans you want those teen girls because they they have disposable income yeah and they will use it for things that they love and they're gonna talk They're going to talk. They're going to talk. Literally, truly, I think that teen girls are the monolith of culture. And if you have teen girls liking your stuff, you're good. You can do anything. You're good. Yeah. They'll go global. I think that's absolutely true. So I think it really was, uh, like, I like to, I think a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it was the time. And it's like, no, I think it was just really well made. And it was 
insane that he even got the money to make yeah. that movie. Right. And like, it, we, you should always take the Oscars with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> they are by no means the arbiters of culture, but it is. Teen girls are. It, yes, e- girls exactly. Are. Um, but uh, but I will say that like it, it was an achievement that it was the first movie to get 11 Oscars uh, since Ben-Hur, which was like quite a long time before that. Mm-hmm. Um, and is still one of the very few that has that many Lord of the Rings included. And it is one of those things where I feel like, especially at the Oscars, there are so few movies that sweep the technical categories while also sweeping things like acting and directing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Like, often you'll see divides where, you know, like, I think it was Dune a couple of years ago got, like, every technical Oscar, and then it was, like... But no performance Oscars, No performance. Like, you know what? Yeah. Whereas, like, they... Titanic actually didn't get any acting Oscars, which... Kate needs her revenge, but I feel <laughs> she like got she's eventually. done okay. Yeah, yeah. I, she's got an okay career. <laughs> she's been she fine. did she did fine. She's fine. <laughs> she's like fine. She was in Avatar two, The Way of the Water, so she's fine. Wait, what? She was? She was? Yeah, she was. Oh my god! <laughs> I, know, I did not I, know. I did not know. Is she like real as her? Or is she a, an avatar? She's an avatar. Oh. <laughs> Dare you put Kate Winslet in a movie and not she, give, and not have Kate Winslet's face visible? She's pregnant in as an avatar. She's a pregnant wow, sea wait. avatar, and then she talks to the pregnant sea whale that she rides. No, yeah. well, no, <laughs> well, because they're both I, having babies. Well, no. this no. is not the revenge we were referring to. <laughs> I'm so upset. <laughs> James Cameron, how dare you? Um, yeah, on, on it's so the, hard to be a James Cameron. <laughs> Yeah, he doesn't make it easy, does no, it? No, yeah, it gets no. harder every day. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's what some of the bash, backlash to Titanic is about is the the new thing of like, well, if we don't like the person, we can't like the thing that they made. And I feel like a lot of people just hate James Cameron. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, James Cameron really, at least from how far I could see, hasn't really done anything wrong. Except just be James Cameron. Except just be kind of an asshole, which like if we're going to cancel every asshole person working in film, There'll be no film. Yeah. yeah. We you know. Cancel the, the industry, <laughs> yeah. Uh, sadly. Yeah, exactly. Sadly, very sadly. Yeah, it's too bad, but it, it is the truth. Yeah. But. All our faves are problematic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, speaking of problematic and uh, <laughs> the, the backlash to Titanic, because I feel like this is this this particular question is the one that I'm comes so up I'm so mad about this question. Most. I don't want to talk oh, about yeah, this. Yeah, well, I just... I, I didn't know you were going to ask this question, and now I'm pissed. I just, I have to. What do you think of the Jack could have gotten on the door discourse? Oh, my God. Not, not, uh, you don't need to answer what you think should have happened, blah, blah, blah. But what do you think about the discourse? Like, the Why fact that it Why are people so obsessed with this? Yeah, I kind of think, I'm kind of with Steph in the way that just, like, why are people so, like, hung up on this? There's so many other things to talk about. Yeah. I think um, there is a, like, documentary where they try this out, and they both could not have fit on the door. And also, oh my God, they're just, so, I think it's just sort of like, it's such a weird thing to be hung up on, which first of all, I think that something I was thinking about the other day that no one ever talks about is that Jack was functionally homeless before he was on the ship. Yeah. So he's already probably. He's never seen a door. He's never seen a door. <laughs> he doesn't know how What are you saying? <laughs> We're getting true here. <laughs> but it's like, presumably this guy is not in amazing health. Yeah, that's oh, so yeah. You know what I mean. That's a very good point. Yeah. Where I was like, Kate Winslet's eating steak every night for dinner. Yeah. Like, yeah. girls, uh, rosy cheeked and yeah. good to go. Yeah. Whereas Jack is, hey, I'm going down, I'm going to sell yeah. for 10 cents on the pier. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, he's probably not doing great. Yeah, he hasn't had good meals in a while. I think that they probably couldn't have been both on the door. I think if anything, they could have both kind of been like half on the door. But we saw how that turned out. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. I just kind of think like, yeah, they couldn't have both fit on the door. And the point is that like he saved uh, Rose. And if they had been saved, he did stay alive a lot longer than other people. You see that in the movie. Mm. Like he succumbs to hypothermia a lot later. Yeah, yeah, yeah a lot of people true. are already gone. Yeah, like most frozen. people have already died because yeah. it's all about keeping your like vital organs, which are like mostly waist up out yeah. of the water. And yeah. he was kind of chest up out of the water. Yeah. So that's all I have to say about the door, honestly. What do you guys think? I just look. Two people's weight. How is he going to get on that door? He's going to knock her off the door. Then she's not going to be able to get on the door because it's too <laughs> slippery and icy. So both of them are going to be on a little seesaw of a door, both dead. Also, just like, here's the thing that really gets me about it. Who the fuck cares? Storage it would have been a bad ending. <laughs> if he lived, why. we're like, cool, and now how are they going to live their life? It would have been a bad end to the Do you really want the end, The ending of the yeah. movie to be worse in order for you to satisfy this one particularity? Do no, need, you don't! Do we need the ending of Titanic to be happy? Yeah, like, it's, 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 it's the same kind of people who see, like, a war movie and are just sort of like, well, I would have fought in the trenches differently. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, okay. It's like, oh yeah, well, if I was in one of the worst disasters in both in history, I think I would have done better. Yeah. I never would have gotten trench feet because my feet are always dry. I would never have put <laughs> my feet in the trench in the first place. I have like six pairs of socks. Count them. Yeah, yeah. Just count always, them. I always have extra socks. It is just like, it is definitely, and I, I've talked about this before and how much it annoys me, the cinnamons, Cinema Sins like version oh of, of, of commenting on films is like, uh, I've nitpicked this plot hole and therefore it is a bad movie. It's yeah. like, no, it isn't. <laughs> that is not down. how movies work. Use your imagination, you fool. The entire world... <laughs> Loves this movie. You're wrong. Was, I mean, like, it's okay if you don't like the movie. That's just a dumb reason not to yes, like a movie. Exactly. I remember, and I hate to use this example, but I remember reading about, like, people critiquing Harry Potter and, like, the early, like, Harry Potter books where it'd be like, why did Harry do this? And why did Harry do that? It's like, he's a, he's 11. And he's a he's an eleven character. year old child, and he's a fake character. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, are like, you are you good? Yeah, it's like watching Thelma and Louise and being like, but they would have run out of gas at some point. It's like, shut up! No one it's, cares. No one cares. But then a movie wouldn't have happened. So shut up. Yeah, like, what do you what do you want? It's oh just God. it's just exhausting, is what yeah, it is. Fine. Yeah. Go find a hobby. Yeah, yeah. watch Avatar: Way of the Water. <laughs> Get swept away in magic. But to be fair. I put this question in so I could rant about that, which is equally <laughs> exhausting. So let's move on. <laughs> um, okay, what what is the nerdiest thing you have done in relation to this fandom? Do you think? Oh, the nerdiest! I start a podcast. About it. <laughs> that's that's pretty high up there. Yeah, pretty nerdy. I think that's pretty nerdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I did a I, I did a speech on the Titanic in the fifth grade. And that rules. Oh, I love yeah, that. Yeah, which was awesome. I was pretty nerdy too. That I was also like in a time where I for sure should have done a speech on anything else <laughs> just for social status reasons. Oh, all the other fifth graders are like, Blair's a real downer over here. Yeah. She's and she's like, and then 700 people from first class died and 700 people from blah, 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 class died. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 700 people from first class did not die. But um, yeah, probably that, those things. Um, I remember I went to uh, the Titanic exhibit when I was a kid, which was exciting too. Is that the one at the Science Center? I, I can't remember where it was. I was very young, but I remember you got a card and at the end you could figure out whether you lived or died. Yeah, and that was what? at the Science Center. Yeah. Oh, okay. It makes sense. Like it, it tells you a historically yeah. accurate person that you were that was on the Titanic. Yes. Whoa, that's haunting. Yeah. That was fun. God damn. Did you live? 
Um, Do you remember if you lived I, or died? No, I think I think I did live actually. Mm. I think I, feel, I lived. I feel like if you had died, you would remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was kind of mad I lived. I was like, oh. Lame. Just like she got married and had kids. I was like, ugh, loser. Boring. Why didn't she be one of the interesting ones on the boat? Man, I wanted to bounce off a propeller. <laughs> God, it's just I know someone here is propeller guy. Who, who wants to trade? Who's propeller guy? Who wants to trade? I don't I don't want to be Margaret something or other. I got a Margaret. I got a Margaret. Who needs a Margaret? Who, who needs a Madison? To live? Who wants a Lelaine? L- 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 yeah. You know what? Just like we were saying earlier that we should all take these things we more seriously. <laughs> Respect the dead. But I used to watch the movie a, a lot, and I would uh, I had the two D- the VHS sets, and I would only watch the second VHS. Oh, like, yeah. Oh. I mean, that's the good one. That's the good one. That's the, that's the fun you one. You don't need the love story. Especially yeah. as a kid, you're like, ooh. <laughs> I just want to see the ship sink and people die. For, that's child For mind. our young listeners, this, <laughs> this movie used to was originally available on, and this was a big deal at the time, two-part two VHS. Yeah, yes. so you had to switch over in the yeah. middle. Yeah, yeah. right before things went wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there was a time where physical media just wasn't big enough to contain the oh, Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a favorite part of the movie before we move on to hot takes? Oh, like so, one part oh. that stands out. When you think of Titanic, what's the thing that stands out? So I love the... Anytime the the boat is shown, I hate to be that girl, but I love just the boat. And you love seeing, a thick boat? I love a thick I love boat. Love thick. <laughs> boat. They With called it. Seas. They uh, the, she she's like sitting. The old grandma Rose is sitting, and she goes like, "They called it the ship of dreams, and it was. It really was." And then it goes into the old video of the sh- yeah. or the sunken Titanic, and into the Titanic when it was new. Yeah. Oh, that, chills. That, that oh. is a really good moment. But then the best scene, what always makes me cry, is at the end when she's asleep, and then she goes into the Titanic in her mind, and then the sunken Titanic becomes new, and then uh, it goes into the hallway with everyone yeah. who died, oh. and then she makes out with Jack at the top of the stairways. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. gets me every time. Burn on her husband. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we'll get into that. Don't you worry. We'll get into that. You know what? I'm with her. Oh, <laughs> everyone pause we can't talk about this we have to wait till yeah, the next yeah, yeah, section yeah, absolutely I feel like we'll, we'll get into some more scenes in the, in, in the next section okay, because okay, there's okay. so many good uh, ones <laughs> but before we do uh, this episode is brought to you by tpublic.com where you're going to find your next favorite t-shirt they have unique and nerdy designs available on t-shirts tank tops hoodies mugs stickers phone cases books pillows yeah, anything you could think of. What else, Steph? Oh my gosh, don't give me some <laughs> tumblers. Tumblers. Um, you can find a design you love and get it on almost anything, uh, where you can also customize size, color, fabric on any piece of clothing. Um, one of the best things about it, too, is that all of these designs are made by independent artists, and they get a fair commission for their work. So whatever you are getting, you are supporting both an ind- independent artist and uh, our show, which is uh, really awesome. Um, so you can you can find designs for pretty much anything. Go look up a thing you love. Somebody will have created a really cool, like, uh, artistic version of it, which is rad. We will have Titanic uh, shirts up at our store. Absolutely. If you um, go to the link... Uh tpublic.thefandomshow.com. For every episode we have, we pick a couple t-shirt designs that fit in with that theme that we think you might enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. So head on over to tpublic.thefandomshow.com to check out all of our merch and favorite designs from tpublic. That is tpublic.thefandomshow.com. Thank you so much, tpublic, for your support. You are the best. Thank you. All right. 
right, now into the hottest takes. Woo. So this is about, I've separated them into boat, movie, and conspiracies. <laughs> so wait, I, I would love to do it this way. Do you want boat, a boat, a movie, or a conspiracy first? Oh, uh, let's do, you know, let's start with boat. Okay. Okay, So boat. this is from Kevin from our Discord. Okay. That the Titanic is the most lethal accident in history. Its sinking is still killing people decades later. Whoa. Okay. Thoughts about feelings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thoughts and feelings. Yeah. Um, sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's the only, I, I think it can take the cake for the only shipwreck that a hundred years later has shipwrecked more people. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened yeah. before. I think that calling it the most lethal accident in any way is a, is a disservice to a lot of things. <laughs> There's been a lot of... Big bad accidents. There's been a lot of big Must bad accidents. Must we compare? You know? yes. <laughs> Can't they be independently lethal on their own, you know? Does it always need to be a competition for what death the most? I do think that if I am <clears throat> to extrapolate from this point. Please do. I do think that a lot of things about, like, the building of the Titanic and everything that went down in the Titanic is really evocative of sort of, like, man's hubris yep. and, like, Oh, like how we think that we are, again, like above nature and like we can battle the sea and stuff like that. And so I think it is interesting that a hundred years later, we're still, uh, you know, f succumbing to the things that they thought they could overcome when the Titanic sank. Yeah. yeah. It's like a siren drawing people to the sea and being like, come yeah. see me. So I, I do. And I, I like the ring of that take, you know, like yeah. that's a novel. I think Kevin should write a, a novel. <laughs> <laughs> write that novel. It's great. Write that novel. Okay, would you like another boat, movie, or conspiracy? Let's do movie. 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 Okay, let's let's do a movie. Okay, how about this? Um, Rose thinking about her two-day boyfriend on her deathbed instead of the family she created and spent 70 years with is fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> and to that I say, girlhood. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, everyone's had a lay that they think about years later. <laughs> okay, hang on. <laughs> I feel like we also need to specify, this isn't just some dude that she was like, like, yep, we fucked in the back of a car, <laughs> went our separate ways, and everything was yeah. fine. I mean, technically, that's true. He, he didn't go they, his separate way. He <laughs> died down. in a trash. He went down. That's a way. Died in the Titanic. <laughs> died in yeah. the Titanic. It's, it's the just, only human body that sunk. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels like it wasn't like an awkward breakup. It, 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 he died tragically, so like, and their life me, right? was cut short. <laughs> like, I mean, technically, he ghosted her. Oh, he's fictional. Oh, Get no. over it. <laughs> I think to that I say I think that if you're really paying attention to the freaking movie, <laughs> he changed the trajectory of her life. Like she wouldn't have had that life and yeah. that family and all those things without him. So I think in a way it's sort of like it's more than just like in my dreams I want to fuck Jack again so bad. Yeah, it's more like I want to thank this man who really changed. Things for Save me, me from Billy you know, Zane. Like, yeah, you saw all those pictures of her riding a horse and going on a roller coaster and being an actress and having like a normal family that wasn't, you know, weighed down by the weight of this like pseudo aristocracy that was going on in the Gilded Age of yeah. 1912, right? Like yeah. it's, so I think it's a little bit more than just like, I want to make up with my boyfriend again. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just that I say, but it is kind of funny just on a surface level to picture her husband kind of also in that scene where she's making out with Jack, sort of like, Hey, uh, hey, I, 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 you're I busy. Al I also died. <laughs> Remember, uh, you, you had my inheritance. 
That's very funny. I also this is this is one of those nitpicks that I was just ranting about, but I do find slightly funny to think about is that she brought all of those photographs onto this boat. <laughs> just <laughs> travels with those suckers, which you know is is a nice thing about her family. Okay, right? but I'm a Taurus, and I just feel like that's such a Taurus thing to do. Yeah. Do we know is Rose a Taurus? I uh, in know. in my head she's a Taurus. Uh, I see headcanon Taurus. Uh, she's a headcanon yeah, Taurus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just because I'm like no one packs like that except for a Taurus. Because <laughs> I'm like I go anywhere and I'm like. I need my photos. <laughs> like, I need my possessions. Like, I need these things to feel comfortable. This is why you would not like the sub. This is why you wouldn't the like sub. the sub. There's I'd no be t- there with, like, my posters. <laughs> like, Blair, we don't have room. And, and my fun. Beatles anthology. <laughs> and everyone would be mad at me. And then I'd sleep. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. All right. Staff, you're up. Movie. Book. Uh, movie boat Let's, conspiracy. Conspiracy. I like oscillating through the All right. categories. Conspiracy. J.P. Morgan planned the disaster to kill his rivals that were aboard. Mm. Whoa. The QAnon of it all. Yes. <laughs> I think it's Q one of did the, it. We did it. Q did, <laughs> Q did Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this one. We did an episode on uh, Titanic conspiracy theories, which is probably my favorite episode we did. But um, it's just one of those theories that once you start looking into it, it falls apart so fast. Yeah. It falls apart so fast. Yeah, I think you're describing a conspiracy. Yeah, theory. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I think that that conspiracy theory is the most easily falls just into like open anti-Semitism more than just like mm. there's some truth to this, you know? Where it's like, I think that he it, it doesn't make a ton of sense because he was gonna go on the Titanic, but then he got held up like with some sort of, like, he has some sort of luggage problem, so he didn't end up going on the ship. Interesting. Um, and also, he was trying to create the Federal Reserve, um, and they said, like, the conspiracy theory is that these other rich men on the Titanic, like Guggenheim and um, John Jacob Astor, and there's a couple of other ones of them, like, all opposed it, but they didn't. They were, like, in favor of it <laughs> to the point, like, they were either in favor of it or, like, didn't really care. So it's like a fun one to think that, you know, rich guys are plotting to kill each other, but they're not that smart. I think <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving them too much credit. Yeah, I think that's just like, no, it's more boring than that. They just throw their money around. Yeah. Uh, that's a, it's, uh, we wish it was as interesting as that, but unfortunately they just yeah. uh, control things, period. Sorry, I said Federal Reserve. I think it was more like a, the centralized banking or something. Okay. Sorry, the Federal Reserve, I think, was in Hamilton, the musical. I, yeah. We're, it was we're a, in no position to correct <laughs> you. I'm, so. yeah, I'm not getting on here. You're the expert here. It was some sort of centralized banking thing and blah, 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 blah. So, yeah. I don't know. That one's fun, but I think it's giving them too much credit and it makes me worried about QAnon. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs> Reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So once again, do you want to go, go onto a boat? Net one yeah. Now? Let's go. Okay. Boat. Let's go. We're cycling. I like this cycle. It's fun. All it's right. Fun. This one's this one's interesting. This is from um, Spider Sam on Discord. Hey Sam. Spider uh, Sam. Spider Sam. Um, okay. Not that it isn't a big deal and that there weren't red flags before the accident, but the way it seems to be taught in most American schools is like, oh, no, these poor rich passengers and owners and stockholders and the massive chandeliers uh, and whatever grand spectacles. Who cares about the hundreds of crew members, which to me sort of minimizes the extent of the damage um, to the actual ship and crew as well as their families and other people working in the industry, not just the nautical crew, but the chefs and cleaners. It is true. We don't hear a lot about the crew of the ship. Oh, yeah. This is huge. Um... I think it's so 
uh, interesting because a, a lot of people talk about the boat itself and the boat itself, the Titanic was only going to be the biggest ship in the world for about like three weeks until this other bigger ship, its sister ship was launched. Wait, really? Yeah. So the Titanic, they knew, this whole thing of it being like the biggest unsinkable ship kind of came along later with the mythology mm. that came oh, after the Titanic. interesting. Which is really interesting. Like, I'm sure they were saying it and it was a selling point, but this whole thing, it was like, it was a ship that was never supposed to sink. It was a ship that like, blah, blah, blah. Like, it wasn't that it was an unsinkable ship. It was that ships like that were not supposed to sink because they were just supposed to bob there. And then the lifeboats were supposed to shuttle people to the rescue ship that comes. Got it. Right? Yeah, That's right. the whole thing of it being unsinkable. It wasn't that like. that they had those doors that closed it off so that they can, if there was yeah. And the Californian, which, again, they turned off their radio. So when the Titanic was sinking, the Californian was closest to the Titanic, but oh, they had turned the radio off. That's brutal. So there was no boat that could have got there in time to, shove, like, shuttle the passengers back and forth via the lifeboats. So the lifeboats were never supposed to row you to shore, mm, yeah. which is, I think is a pretty big misconception that would have been obvious then. But to us now, you wouldn't really necessarily think that the lifeboats are to take you to another boat. Yeah, right. Well, if you're in the middle of the ocean, there's no rowing yeah, to shore. Exactly. <laughs> or in theory, there isn't. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it would be insane. The ocean is, and this is a fun fact, big. Big. <laughs> it's big. It's really big. Haters will deny it. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I, I think that that's 100% true. I think that, um, I think for theatrical effect, you really got to see at least, like, in my opinion, I think watching the ship sink and the chandelier break and the ceiling break is sort of just, like, very emblematic of the end of this Gilded Age era that the Titanic kind of symbolized. Yeah, Because totally. if you think about it, a lot of those boats, too, that were so grand and so beautiful and, like, you know, really decked out and, you know, were super luxury, height of luxury, super fancy, two years later became warships and hospital ships yeah, and stuff yeah. like World War II, right? So it's like it really was, I think, for theatrical effect, um, you know, you see the ship go down and it, it's taking this grandeur down, but also it's taking that era with it a little bit. Like after that, like to me, I think it really symbolizes the end of that era yeah. and the beginning of you go into two wars, you go into the 20th century, right? Yeah. So, and yeah, I think it's uh, something that you, you see when you start researching the casualties is that... Um, every single first-class woman and child survived except for one child, I believe. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Pretty much. I might be off there, but, like, if there's a cat— Oh, I think it was one first-class woman didn't survive, and it was um, Isadora Strauss by choice. She stayed on the ship to die with her husband. Oh, my God. Are they the ones in the beds? Yeah. Oh, King Princess's great-grandparents. Really? Do you know King Princess? No. Oh. Yeah, familiar, yeah. Yeah. Uh, her great great grandparents, oh. Isadora and Ida wow. Strauss. Wow. I had no idea that the, those that shot was real people. Yeah. Whoa. Um, and so they uh, died. But other than that, like a, a ton of men died on the Titanic. And it, it was like almost every third class man died. Um, tons of third class women. And then almost every single crew member other than people who were like steering the boats. And then like a few here and there who survived pretty much all died. Like the highest casualties were from the crew. Oh, and it's just so awful because it's just so arbitrary. That's such an arbitrary reason mm -hmm. that they should die over someone else. Like it's just, oh, yeah. a, uh, it's, it makes me feel sick. It's nuts. And I do think, I, I think with this hot take, I 
don't necessarily like. Are they speaking to the movie? Is Spider Man thinking to the movie? I I think it's just how we discuss it, and like mm. when it's taught in schools. I think oh, uh, as, when it's as well. In just like just the way we tend to talk about it is often about yeah all of that you yeah. know, grandeur. Um, yeah. And very like very rarely do I hear anyone teaching or talking about the fact that there were like people working. Yeah, I do think that like the two things that I I think because they're less glamorous, and I also think it's because uh, it's hard for us to conceptualize, and also because I think that the grandeur of the Titanic going down is super symbolic. Yeah, which I think when you're teaching it, yeah. is kind of more of an interesting hook. But I do think that stuff we forget is so many people on the ship were staff and people who worked for a White Star Line yep. as employees yep. and worked for rich families as, you know, maids and door, or, oh my God, I'm forgetting. The footmen? Footmen, yeah, yeah thank you. Um, maids and footmen and um, the people who worked in the engines and all the engineers yeah. that died, yeah. which is still, I think, part of, if I'm wrong, correct me, engineers, but like engineering culture still speaks about the engineers that died on the Titanic. Really? Um because it's just a huge loss of people that made it happen. And then also third-class passengers who, again, it, it's hard for us to conceptualize now in this era where people just go on cruises for fun, that people were saving up their money to buy a ticket on the ship to move to North America. Yeah, yeah. It's like a gener like a, a huge group of immigrants that we lost. Huge group of yeah. it was immigration. It was yeah. truly a ship chartering immigrant. Like that's how my grandfather came over on a White Star Line ship. Yeah, wow. Where it's wow. like it truly is like it was immigration. Yeah. And we and it's hard, I think it's hard for us to conceptualize a ship being used for anything other than fun. Whereas the ship was like, it was fun, it was luxury, but it was a mode of transport even for the rich people. Yeah. And then for mail and then for immigrants coming to a new life. Like yeah. it's it really is sad. Yeah. And I do think that that's something that, yeah, for sure in schools they don't talk about enough. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The class consciousness of it, I like, I will admit as a, like, however old I was, probably under 10 when I first watched it, that was like probably one of my first exposures to class consciousness and being like, For wait, sure. why don't those guys get to go? Yeah. Uh, they're poor. That's why. Yeah, oh, poor. I see. They're yeah. poor, so they don't go on the boat. It's just no, the way that Don't worry about it. Poor yeah, people can't do anything fine. helpful. <laughs> if you can't be wrong about a Picasso, then you can't get into the boat. <laughs> that, that, them's the rules, baby. I don't know what to tell you. That's one of my hot takes in the movie is that it was crazy that they were just. It's like, yeah, by the way, all these Picassos sunk on the Titanic. Like, yeah, no, they did straight not. Up makes no sense. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> what, like, for how much research this man did, the yeah. fact that he was just like, yeah, throw yeah. the Picassos yeah, on yeah. there. Why yeah. the, no one will notice. The water, the water lilies went underwater. <laughs> then why are they famous, yeah. James? <laughs> did they get up at the bottom of the ocean, James? Because <laughs> lilies float. Yeah, I was like, yeah, just for how nah. well researched the movie is overall, I'm like, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that always bothers me. What That's a huge fair. gap. It, I feel like... In order to get this nitpicky about something, though, you gotta love it. Yes. <laughs> the people who nitpick the most on things are the people who love it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, here's a movie one for you. Okay. Throwing the heart of the sea back into, or heart of the ocean back into the ocean was kind of a dick move. As girlhood. <laughs> 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 Honestly, girl, it's yours. Do what you want. Girl, girl, get it. Girl, I'm with her. Honestly, it's gonna be so hard to get me, to, especially Grandma Rose. All in, like you're just it, all in for Grandma I'm Rose. All in for Grandma. She can do whatever she wants. I, I love, know she's like a hundred years old. I yeah, love the little noise. She goes, oh, oh. Yeah. I love that. Wait, I love that part. Why? <laughs> That's all of her effort it takes for her to throw it overboard. She's that fresh. She's like, oh, oh, oh. I love 
every scene of her putting those guys in their place. Yes, every absolutely. single scene of her being like, shut up, Bill Paxton. Let I me really, tell you how I really feel I wish about that this. She had had Bill Paxton on there with her as she's holding the heart of the ocean. It's like, you want it? You want it? You want it? Oh. Yeah, that's the ending we really needed. They had a version of that dark. scene. Really? They had really? a version of that scene. Yeah, no there's way. an alternate ending <gasps> where Bill Paxton and her hot granddaughter uh, like find her and they're like, no. And she's like, hey, it's been rubble. I forget what she says. But yeah, there was a version of that and it was just weird obviously because he was like yeah throw it in the ocean rose and it's like what What? it made no sense well now he understands the people side of it yeah exactly he gets it he gets it now and he's just gonna owe hundreds of thousands of dollars to Russia and it's fine yeah don't worry about it don't worry we'll see that sequel (laughs) Um, but I like it I think it's again it's it's symbolic it's sort of like again this thing like it's this like massive jewel that she has no use to that was a symbol like the, the last symbol of her life with like the last proof she had that she was ever with Jack, right? Yeah. So I think it's cute that yeah. she was like, I'm ready to go and this is going home. I like to believe that she died on the boat. Oh, oh like in that next scene, you yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Totally. And it's hotly debated, but I'm like, I think that that was her being like, I'm ready to go and I want to return this necklace before I go. And I'm like, that was That's her cute. life essence. She, yeah. her life was connected to it. And it was as her soon infinity as it's gone. stone. Yeah, exactly. As soon as it's gone, she's gone. It's her horcrux. I yeah. also feel like in just cinematic language, when a hundred plus year old woman closes her eyes on screen, uh, they just told dead. you she died. Yeah, she's dead. There's yeah. Got, I, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> but it's also, do you ever meet someone, and maybe I shouldn't, maybe this is a bit too dark to say, but do you ever meet someone so old and they just never sleep? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, I feel like anyone over the age of like 90, they're like, I sleep two hours a night in and out. And it's like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> how are how are you this old? And you just, <laughs> how are you not always asleep? Yeah, so it's like it's almost haunting if you see like an old person like really restfully sleeping. Yeah. It's like, oh, like you no. worry. <laughs> like, Hello? Oh, no. Hold the mirror under their nose? Yeah. All right, conspiracy. Yes. An ancient mummy was aboard and cursed the ship to yes. sink. And we're coming around to the <laughs> mummy. <laughs> we we knew we'd it. get back to the mummies. So this one is uh, uh, this one is rooted in uh, Molly Brown, the unsinkable Molly Brown. Um, had, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of it. But basically, she had ancient Egyptian artifacts that were like tiny. They're not full-size mummies, but they're maybe like a foot long. Um, basically, like Egyptian mummified bodies that she had on the ship with her, and um, why? Because <laughs> you know you gotta because when you travel, she's a tourist. She needs to bring everything with That's her. Really, <laughs> <laughs> she can't travel without her mummy. Absolutely not. What if she needs a mummy in the new world? But she, uh, she was again to go back to the whole museum thing. She was like a, a rich woman. She was new money, so she was like a little more with it than these like old people. And she was really invested in the causes of like museums and education, which you know back then were very noble. Now we're a bit like, why did you have mummies on the Titanic? That's it. <laughs> terrible look why would you do that (laughs) Um, but back then it was kind of like oh you know she's cool she's putting all this money towards like education and stuff so she was transporting these things back and forth and then um a guy afterwards was like, yeah, there were mummies on the Titanic and they didn't like that they were stolen and they cursed the Titanic. And he started this whole story um, back in New York where he was like, yeah, the mummy, uh, there was a mummy that was cursing London and then it got on the Titanic and they brought back here and the Titanic sunk it and blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. So I actually, hot take, I actually like this conspiracy theory a lot. Oh. Because I just think it's kind of like, yeah, <laughs> karma. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Let this be a lesson to you, riches. Yeah. yeah. Rich, <laughs> even though none of you really died. No, nope, she didn't die. 
Yeah, wait a minute. Is the mummy just punishing the poor people? Yeah, yeah. so it was Molly Brown and her little mummies and uh, her little, her mummies. little mummies. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I like that one. Speaking of passengers, I kind of like this one. Bruce Ismay gets too much hate. I agree. Yeah, okay. I've heard I've heard this take a couple times that he like gets really uh really um, maligned. So for people yep. who don't know who he is, can you explain who Bruce Ismay is? So Bruce Ismay was the president of the White Star Line and he made a lot of the calls about um not having enough lifeboats, about pushing for Titanic speed, about wanting to get like headlines and stuff like that and he is particularly notorious for surviving the accident, whereas Thomas Andrews, the architect, um, E.J. Smith, the captain, all went down with the Titanic. Most people who had, um, like, an instrumental kind of at-fault role Mm -hmm. in her sinking went down with the Titanic, whereas Bruce Ismay got on a lifeboat and survived. And he was ridiculed for the rest of his life for doing that. It was very, like, coward Bruce Ismay. Um, Most depictions of him, he's kind of, like, snarly. He's gross. Like, um, and he is kind of, I I would think that he's the most, mm, like, he's the most frequently pointed at and said, like, yeah, it was his fault. Like, if we're going to pick a guy whose fault it was, it's, it's Bruce Ismay's. Yeah. And I do think he gets a bit too much hate just because, again, when you really look into the disaster, you realize how just how many steps it actually took to lead to it happening. Yeah. So him pushing for things like speed or, like, not wanting more lifeboats, it was sort of like, well, he— you know, he just wanted to see how fast the boat could go, which, yeah. you know, is like a little silly, but like but it ultimately. We champion people who do that now. Yes. <laughs> We're like, oh yeah, look at Elon Musk. He's yeah. sending things into space. It's Great. kind of like a human thing to want to go faster. And also it wasn't just his decision. There was also a captain. There was also the architect. Like there were so many people that it had to go through to be like, yeah, let's get the boat to go faster. Yeah. And it also really wasn't, I think that that fact is overplayed because the Titanic, they knew the Titanic was not the fastest boat at the time. They were like, we're going to make it bigger. That's why it was so big. Yeah. Um, So he also, um, him getting on a lifeboat was also partially a practical decision because they needed someone to go back and report what had happened to the Titanic to White Star Line. Oh, yeah. yeah. So they did need someone who had, like, full details of what went down to survive to go back and be like, by the way, like, this is what happened. These were the falls, blah, blah, blah. And stuff like him denying the number of lifeboats, it was like the Titanic actually had more lifeboats than was actually required of the boat. Yeah, and the boat, that oh, wouldn't really? stop the boat yeah. from sinking. It wouldn't have stopped the boats from sinking. And there like, was never going to be enough lifeboats for no. all the people yeah. because they don't design them that way because they only want the first class people to get rescued. <laughs> and it was also like the Titanic, like lifeboats were designed to just shuttle back and forth. Right, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was never supposed to hold the entire it, Yeah, you were never supposed to be able to get every single person into a lifeboat. And yeah, again, they were just sort of like, if we get the rich people to survive, we're Good. And then hopefully they'll just be able to shuttle back and forth. So I do think he gets too much hate considering that there were so many people who could receive an equal amount of finger pointing. Yeah, but they him. did, so. Yeah. I blame the dead. iceberg person. <laughs> yeah, I blame she, the iceberg. What a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I were to blame one person the most, it would be um, the, the captain, honestly. Mm. Because he should have stopped the boat. Right. They were in an ice, ice field, and he should have just parked for the night. Yeah. And he was, like, such a vet captain. Like, he had been around. He should have known. Yeah. Like, he—it was kind of like working 
against, they say it in the movie, it was like, he's got 30 years of experience working against him. And it's true because he'd been around, he'd sailed so many ships that he was like, I'll see any sign before it comes. I'll know, you know, I know what ice smells like. Like I know um, what to look for. You know, nothing could surprise me because I've been doing this for 30, 35 years. Bitch, you were in bed. This is the thing, but he's... <laughs> Who's smelling the ice? Yeah, exactly. He's asleep. And he should have said, we're in an ice field. We've gotten these warnings. We need to park for the night and go when we have full visibility yeah. again. And he didn't. And that's honestly... I, he went down with the ship, which is the noble thing to do. But I do think if you are going to point to someone who, like, had, like, a direct action... And again, there were so many different freak factors yeah, at yeah, play. Yeah. So, and I don't really believe in blaming one person for a disaster no, like no, this. No, that's so unfair. But I think it's weird that we go to Ismay and we're just sort of like... It's because he survived. Yeah. People were just mad. It was like the nobility thing. And we forget, we kind of don't have like a very like noble culture anymore. But back then it was very much like, if you do something that is like unnoble, you yeah. should, yeah. It's you, very shameful. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You should take the punishment for the mistake yes. you made. Yeah. 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 You should die. Yeah. Which is its own, <laughs> its own weird ethical discussion. <laughs> yeah. I know. I just, um, I'm listening to the audiobook of The Wager. Have you heard of this? No. It's a David Gran, um, the same guy who wrote Killers of the Flower Moon. Okay, yeah. And he, uh, it was about this um, shipwreck that all these guys get, like, uh, basically uh, castawayed. They're on, like, an island. They live there for, like, five years, and then they get back. Dear God. And I'm in the part of the book where they're all going to trial, and I'm like, oh, my God, they've just been stranded on a deserted island for five years. Give them a pass. Give them a moment, for pity's yeah. sake. And the, and the British Empire was just sort of like, well, you mutinied, which is not gentlemanly. Oh, dear Lord. It's like they were eating each other's limbs. Yeah, man, they have bigger problems. Yeah, it was really crazy. I think we forget how much of a part of society that is. I still think it's there, but yeah. definitely not as much as, like, an age like this. Yeah, well, I mean, I can see, a, like, I, I feel like all societies have their different rules, and I can definitely see if there was like a Canadian disaster like this it would be like well it was impolite to let someone <laughs> we, we definitely still do that shit yeah for sure <laughs> yeah absolutely alright feel like we could talk about this forever at least two VHS worths um, but unfortunately uh, unfortunately we can't so uh, do you have a hot take that you would like to end with hot take um I don't know. I feel like I, I got a lot of my hot takes out kind Excellent. of organically. Great. Um, I just think it's a, like, I, I think that the Titanic will live in our zeitgeist, and I hate to make this comparison, but I do think it's a valid comparison. I used to say it kind of as, like, a silly little joke, but now I, like, really stand by it in terms of, like, what it symbolized. I think it's really, like, a 9-11. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of what it it symbolized kind of like this ending of an age. It lives in our like consciousness as a switchover from one age to another. Yeah. And I do think that like it's going to be something that people continually like I don't think we've really heard the end of people being inspired to make new things from it. Yeah. And I do hope this isn't like a hot take, but like I do hope that if we get another iteration of Titanic Media, it would be more about like the staff yeah, yeah. The staff and like and like the engineers and stuff like that because it's just such a like unsung part of Titanic history, but also maritime history. Yeah. Whereas like you start seeing these huge boats, like who's making them sail? Yeah, they don't run themselves. Yeah, so I love that. Amazing. So much. Amazing, beautiful, insightful take. Thanks. Love that. <laughs> 
At the end of every episode, we love to share our micro fandoms of the week, which we're going to do in a hot little moment. But before we do, here are some other ways you can connect with us. You can find us on social media at Fandom Show Pod or at our website, thefandomshow.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please tell your buds about us. And if you can get on a podcast provider of choice, we love Apple Podcasts, we love Spotify. Do a little rate, review, subscribe. Even a one sentence review uh, or one word review helps us move up in the charts. And that means we can uh, help spread the joy of fandom to other people. So please, 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 please. Uh, just do that. Uh, we also have merch, so you can head ov- on over to thefandomshow.tpublic.com and snag our faces on your favorite things like shirts or mugs or other things that you really Tumblers. enjoy. Tumblers. Tumblers. <laughs> exactly. Um, and uh, yeah. You can find us on the From Superheroes Discord. You can meet other fans there or hit us up directly. We love going on there to get hot takes from you guys. So please come join us over there. And our theme song is by Yusu Kim. And our logo is by the wonderful John Blair. And now our micro fandoms of the week. Kaya, what you feeling? Yeah. What um, you loving? Oh, man. Just, uh, first of all, so many things. Um, but uh, I will say this. I just finished um, a book uh, by comedian uh, uh, Brent Butt. Um, he wrote his first novel recently. It's called Huge, and it's a thriller. Um, but it's about a bunch of comedians that go out on the road together. And uh, one of them is a little murdery um, and it is a it's a pretty like it's a it's a very compelling read I really enjoyed it it was a very fun ride and the villain is very very fun um, I and also Billy just, Zane <laughs> is that you yep, that, that's right Billy Zane stars in this book uh, <laughs> finally he gets a juicy role finally finally um, still burned on dirty dancing we think <laughs> um, but uh, I really really enjoyed it it's, it's always so impressive to me when people go from screenwriting into to prose writing because they are two very different beasts um, and I uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it I, I recommend especially if you're interested in like 90s comedy which is where this is set um, it's very insightful on that front because he had many years doing it so yeah check check that book out I'm enjoying it Steph what about you I don't know if I've already used this in a past one but it came up again yesterday and I'm just League of Pigs League of Pigs <laughs> what this is is they're in their 10th season now. It is pig racing with tiny little pigs. Oh, my God. But it's the same five or six pigs that race constantly. They have different personalities. You get to learn a bit about them. They have merch. And this, they take it both jovially and with a lot of fun and also really seriously. Like, they're into it. There's stats for all these pigs. There's Hoshi Oinku as one of the pigs. We've got uh, Ginger, pig, Ginger, Piggy pepper. Smalls. Piggy Smalls is my fave. I just, it's so delightful. And it's such an easy thing to just throw on in the background while you're just, <laughs> you know, eating a meal. It's They're short episodes. They're all on YouTube. And it's just, you know, it's nice to have media that you can just be like, it's just some pigs running around. Yeah. It's great. It's very wholesome. It's very wholesome and very lovely. And so they clearly you, take very good care of the pigs. Absolutely. So if you just need like a little slice of joy in your life, go check out League of Pigs. It'll bring you <laughs> such delight. Uh, Blair, what are you into these days? Oh, man. I, I'm going through a real like media renaissance. I'm like a, a, a like consume a ton of media. I'm sure you both as well. Um, but recently I've gotten um, back into Doctor Who. Oh. 
which is huge. Fun. My sister is like a special interest doctor who she knows everything about doctors, like a walking encyclopedia. <laughs> and I was off it for just like a few years, and I recently rewatched some episodes, and then I watched all the spe- specials and then the Christmas special, and yeah. I'm just like, oh, this show's just so stupid. I love it so much. Who's your favorite doctor? Uh, honestly, I, I feel like I'm a tenant, yep. which I know is so basic. It's but, not basic. But I'm also like, I got to go back, I think, a little bit, because I never watched um, uh, Jodie Whittaker and that's my sister's favorite doctor. She loves Jodie Whittaker. So I really want to go back and watch the Whittaker seasons. And then I also, again, still on the British TV train, I have just found myself um, defending Fleabag more and more these days. Interesting. Um, Because I I go back to it whenever I am feeling uninspired because I just think it's some of the best written TV ever. Um, have you have you watched it? I have not watched parts of it. I uh, didn't finish it, not because I didn't enjoy it. Just like one of those circumstances where, like, yes, this is great, and then something comes up, and you just that happens leave it. to me with so many shows. Yeah. I was watching um, Our Flag Means Death, and I was like, I love this, and then turned it off and never went back to it. Yeah, that, <laughs> that stuff happens. Did all you the do? Time. Did that happen in episode four? I don't know. Before honestly. episode four, that's a show that you got to get to episode four, and then it kind of picks up and yeah. it finds what it. It yeah. gets to its story. I know, and that's the thing. And if you're not, like, in a headspace, yeah. but I feel like I just go back to Fleabag because season one and season two are such, like, different beasts tonally, but they both are just so um, evocative of what I think good TV writing should be. Yeah. And so it's just really nice when you're like, uh, like, nothing good is being made. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's just fun to really watch it and pick apart um, the writing and the types of storytelling um, like still being able to make something like very, very funny with a lot of themes still there. So anyway, going back to my <laughs> British TV days, I guess. It's, Love it. <laughs> it's so impressive when you get a piece of media that you feel like you can like watch again and again and, and dissect and yes. like really sit in. Like I just watched um, uh, May, December. We watched that together. Oh, so good. It's so good. I, I immediately regretted not saying it as my uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Charles Melton Oscar. Oh, God. Charles Melton Oscar. So, such an incredible performance. But I feel like that's Insane. one of those where you could go back and watch it again and again and be like, there's just so much yeah. to eat here. For <laughs> a year where there were a bunch of strikes, there were some amazing movies. Truly, that came out there's some incredible work. I felt like year. I saw like seven movies in the theater in a row that I was just like, that's the best movie I've seen all year. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. It's going to be like, an interesting oh awards God, season. I know, I know. Even though you should take them with a grain no, of salt. Yeah, no, but <laughs> also, you should win. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't matter, but it does. I love nuance until it's about winning. <laughs> uh, Blair, thank you so much for coming and talking yeah, to us about this. Thank you for having me. It's so fun. Uh, where can people find you? What do you want to plug? Um, so if you want to check out my podcast, Girl Historians, we're about to start recording season two on the Salem Witch Trial. Oh, hell yes. Okay, maybe it. after you're done that season, we bring you back. Yeah, you talk to Salem us about Witch the Salem Witch Trial. Which is awesome because I'm actively like learning about it as we're preparing for season two. Have you been to Salem? No, but we're talking about... We're talking about going. Road so trip, do it. Hopefully, we have a little road trip with <laughs> Rob Mode and driving. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. And you can check out our season on the Titanic is up right now. Um, and uh, yeah, if you want to follow me, I'm at Shanda Blair um, on all platforms. And uh, yeah. Hell yeah. That's my plug. Amazing. Thank you so much. Until next time, love the things you love and tell everyone about them. Bye. Bye. Show. 
The Fandom Show is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.